actually trying to recreate that and i know we're always on like a delay somehow and i was concerned how terrible it would sound on our three or four second delay that we usually come equipped with um we're yeah. okay now though we, we are sizzle we got some we got some back and forth we got a little man i'd say we're we're in business now oh and speaking of business boy. we got a little business to take care of man it's not quite time for the macho madness. Yeah, uh, that is college basketball in March, but that doesn't mean the fun has to end. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all new players, old players, your old hat, you're out. Uh, you get the chance to get $100. That's right, new customers bet $1 on any team to hit a three-pointer, including your beloved Detroit 10-win Pistons, bottom of the league. That doesn't matter. They still hit threes. Man, all you got to do is bet a dollar if they hit a three-pointer in any game. It does have to be league-sanctioned. Oh, can't be a pickup game. All right, so here's what's going on. All it takes is one three-pointer hit by your chosen team to turn $1 into $100. Sounds like a no-brainer to me. Man, this slam dunk of an offer, and not just slam dunk, tomahawk junk. Bang! Uh, won't be around forever. So head to the App Store now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and get in on all that action, man. If basketball isn't for you, because we are a hockey podcast. Why would it be if you're DraftKings Sportsbook? (laughs) (laughs) DraftKings Sportsbook has daily odds on hockey, soccer, and so much more. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its customers since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big paydays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. And use promo code THPN to get your shot at one dot to turn one dollar into one hundred dollars when you bet on any team to hit a three pointer in any basketball game this week. That's promo code THPN for new customers to get a shot at one hundred to one odds on any basketball team to hit a three point shot only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Here's the part where Matt doesn't breathe. New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan, and Virginia only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. Winning paid out. Oof. Uh, for $25 free bets, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT or in Virginia, call 888-532-3500. Mike, Bang. a good rule of thumb is the the part that is in red and bold. You you should not interrupt. That's our new rule of thumb. 
I know, but I just did a whole bion- I did a I did a wind up bionic elbow that whole time, man. It was I'm exhausted. <laughs> oh, I thought you were doing a punching bag. You're going at somebody. Oh, looks uh, like a speed bag. I was actually a bionic elbow ready to go against that old bastard Ric Flair. <laughs> Damn him. All right. Uh, hot times, daddy. Man, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, hot times. Yeah. Well, man. Mike, you were having hard times too. We're we're a little we're a little late today, Mike. You you had some friends come and visit the house. You're, oh, you're out boy. of breath. They're uh, you know, there's frankincense, myrrh, and then silverfish. I guess was one of the other gifts uh, you get as a homeowner. And boy, oh boy, are they fun pests. Uh, you know, they're really fast and they hide in the dark, so it's really hard to tell how bad your infestation is. So hopefully, it's just the one that I found and not more than that. Um. We have traps galore. We're shooting poisonous gas all over the place. What a time to be alive. What's what's a silverfish trap look like? Is it like a mouse a trap? Silverfish. Did you put a worm? A silverfish uh, does not make an impact by, uh, you know, biting humans or anything like that. No, what they do is there's just a lot of them because they're good at reproducing. And uh, you can catch them with a piece of uh, scotch tape. So uh, what oh. we did is uh, we put a potato in a bowl and surrounded the bowl with tape. And when they go to get a tasty bit of potato, they're going to get stuck to the tape and uh, dehydrate and die. So uh, silverfish are pretty annoying, but, uh, you know, they're just a little potato bait away. And luckily there's no Mad Max out there to warn the other silverfish about uh, bait. So uh, hopefully they go for the potato and uh, we'll be all set. Yeah, I uh, I actually had to do a, a little Google search to see what you were dealing with because uh, the whole time you're telling the story, I just picture a fish flopping into your house like Magikarp oh. going into your bedroom. Flounder, <laughs> <laughs> flounder, the fish are flying all over the place. Oh, no. Exactly. <laughs> Who keeps leaving the windows uh, open? The well, fish like, are uh, the golf. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a? I tried to do a Swedish chef. Like the goals uh, were flying. Goals were goals flying were... all over the place for the wingies. Uh, oh, you you were. nailed it. Uh, your your prediction was a. Uh, I mean, you didn't nail it. Uh, you were pretty close. Your prediction was a five to three loss. Uh, our blogger <laughs> Jesse and myself, uh, we both predicted uh, one goal. Uh, so uh, this this was this was something where when I came up with my three keys to the game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I said, you basically, with, with how well Tampa does with uh, suppressing their opponent's offense and creating offense, uh, you see, like, the highest shot percentage in the league, highest save percentage in the league. It's just, it seems unbeatable. And I said, the only way we're going to get this is if we get Vasilevsky's worst game of the season. And um, it's up there, Mike. And we got it. And And you know what? We fudged it up. We did not... We didn't finish it off, um, and, and there's there's a couple of things we want to go over here, but um, we have some visual aids and stuff. But at uh, the top level, this this one, th- there's been a few games that hurt this year, um, and you started this game off like kind of saying to yourself, "There's no chance, we're we're losing this for sure." And to see how well they played. Um, I mean, you get an Adam, Adam Ernie power play goal. Uh, so things aren't necessarily just going well 
they're <laughs> out of control. This is just like, this is an anomaly of all anomalies. Um, so you've got Ernie throwing in power play goals. You've got Larkin, which I'm, I'm saying this is beast mode Larkin. This is when he goes top speed, goes right at the net, boom, goal. And we've seen Larkin do it a ton uh, since he started his career with us. So you got you got your beast mode Larkin. Like Zadina's popping in more points. Uh, he's, I, I thought it was a longer point streak, but it's actually only two games. It's, uh, it's just <laughs> five points in six games. Um, so he gets that fifth point in six games. Um, it just, it felt really good. And it was such a surprise to see us play so well. And to know, like, we also didn't have in Svechnikov and Tyler's still nowhere to be found. No timetable on that return. Um, it felt like, yeah. oh my God, we're going to pull this out. And, and that's why it hurt. And hi, Steve, real quick. How you doing? Send us any questions in the chat. Go ahead. Yeah, I, uh, I was actually... Um, gonna ask you about that because uh, that was one of the questions that Blashill uh, faced. You know, looking at the proposed lineups and then uh, kind of in the aftermath. No, uh, no, Evgeny, what's uh, what the f, bro? Um, and basically his argument was, well, we have larks. Yeah, it's it's such a. He weird... basically kind of pushed it off. Place better. Yeah, he said, uh, you know, I. Uh, we're going to get Rasmussen in there. Um, and Evgeny, all the spots that I would play him at, I, I have other people that I'm going to put in there. And, you know, we kind of talked about Svechnikov uh, being a little bit of an adventurer defensively, right? Uh, but I uh, felt like his offense was was doing pretty well. So I think we were a little surprised. I think that's why the question came up. But, I mean, ultimately, if you're looking at just, um, you know, the box score from that Lightning game, I, I don't really know who you would have set. I mean, uh, you know, Gagne had a pretty good game. Ernie, like you mentioned, um, this, the only person he would have probably pulled out was uh, Rasmussen. Uh, but at some point, we want to start seeing this guy get some uh, NHL games under his belt. So it's I, I, that is really the only other person I would have benched. Uh, but well, got to give him a shot. Our, our, our buddy... Our buddy, the the professor on Twitter, he he threw out there and made made mention, and then I took a look at the deep cut analytics, as you put it. Um, yeah. Rasmussen is is throwing the body around. We we know he's a beast. He's what six foot five, six foot six. Um, yeah. So that was one of the things where we're trying to figure out. Well, how how is he going to fit in the lineup? He's actually leading the team right now in hits per sixty. So that's and where you, you take everybody's hits, divide it by their timeline ice, and then multiply it by 60. So everybody's on an even keel, no matter you know what minutes you're playing. And uh, yeah, leads, leads the team and uh, hits for 60. So it, and, he, he's a big boy throwing his body around. Yes. Go ahead. He also leads the team in height. Exactly. So when he throws that body around, it's really going to hurt. <laughs> so I, I'm going to make the... I'm going to make the argument that Adam Ernie, even though he scores, uh, he's very replaceable. If uh, his five-on-five five numbers, Mike, his, his Corsi, his expected goals, worst in the game. So, obviously, that doesn't take into account the power play goal. But uh, you, you you, most certainly. Uh, and I'm, I'm fine. You know, if we're replacing Ernie for Svech, if we're doing one-for-one, one, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure Svech is going to, not only be able to put in that goal, but he's probably going to get a, a prettier looking chance. And it's, it's great, Pat. Or, uh, or I'm sorry, he he set himself up front. But um, 
it's, it's, it's fine. Like, get get rid of Ernie. I, I don't care that he scored. Uh, put put Svetch in there. I, I think you and I both know. I mean, I don't care if he gets something a, too where it's, it's I don't care S- if he gets a goddamn hat trick. Get his ass out of there. Right. Well, on our uh, I mean, what did I give him? You have a so, point. Yeah. We have we have our midseason uh our midseason grades. Uh so I've got to scroll up to E here. And uh let's see. Adam Adam Ernie. Man, this takes forever to scroll up. All right, Mike. I gave him a D plus. Oh uh, I do have to update his uh stats after he after he scored. But um yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna say I don't think too many people are gonna argue with the D plus. I did take into consideration salary and like expectations of what the player's doing. But even with Ernie's expectations, when you take a look at the hard cut analytics or the deep cut, he's still failing. So we ask him to do something. And I kind of came up with the same summary for like Ernie, Philpla, and Nielsen. I said, well, we know they're not like offensively like the dynamic forward that, um, you know, is easy to pick out. And I, I just forgive me, everybody, but. You know, you think about Austin Matthews. What does he do well? Well, right, this season, everything. But he's a goal scorer, right? So I'm I'm trying to, like, define, all right, what is what is Phil Blow, what did Nielsen, what did Ernie do well? Yeah. And all three of those guys, I pretty much could have just copy and pasted based on what they've done so far this year, what the analytics look like. It, it's ultimately a fail. And it, it tells me that they're not sticking around. So I don't know why you already said that you're fine with me taking Ernie out for special. So I don't know why I'm going so hard into this, but I'm going to go hard and I'm going to go hard into Ernie uh, real hard and hopefully hard enough that it pushes him out of the lineup and puts fetch in there. Sorry. I, I, had to lean uh, into that. I leaned man. into that and into that was, Ernie. All right. that was a, um, a one man argument against himself that he won. That's pretty good. Uh, you know, if yeah. you were going to keep Adam Ernie, here's why you do it. <laughs> Glad you asked. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Ernie would have been a contender there for sure. Uh, but I, I, I know that uh, when we're, quote, icing teams, um, you know, we're, we're not always uh, just putting in our favorite youthful uh, tall people, uh, it seems. Matt, uh, Ernie, neither height uh, nor youth on his side. But he is part of the ISA team plan. So there we go. There's another point to throw out there, too, is um, for, for Svech to fit himself into this lineup. And it, it went it yeah. went into our keys <clears> to the game. <throat> I said if you were going to beat the Lightning, you got to put all your best guys out there in regards to expected goals. Because um, you, you had to get as many goals as possible because you knew the Lightning. I mean, four goals for the Lightning – it's almost a down, you know, that's like an off night for their offense. But um, point, point, uh, another point for Svetch is that he's had great numbers in the third period. And Mike, this transitions us into what an awful, horrible, no good, very bad third period that we had. I <laughs> just looking at the, these numbers. I mean, you could watch this game and the eyeball test says, oh, my God, did we touch the puck? But the uh, the analytics to support that. Mike, 22% Corsi, 21% expected goals, 0% high danger scoring chances in the third period. Um, and the Lightning did do pretty good. Uh, I mean, pull it up uh, off the top of my head. I believe they had six high danger scoring chances according to natural stat trick. I mean, that's not, you know, the greatest high danger period of all time. But especially when it's six to nothing, yeah, that's that's pretty goddamn good. Uh, and, and Mike, uh, I think... 
I think one of the things here I can I can queue up uh, so we can take a look at it. But this this was it. Uh, what I'm about to throw up on the big screen here. Let's see if I can queue this up properly. Let me uh, mute it here. I'm just going to keep talking so it seems like I know what I'm doing. Uh, but we're talking about this line change at the end of the game. Uh, Mike, I constantly make the argument that no coach could do enough to get fired. But um, <laughs> like in this COVID season. But uh, the point that, I, that I'm making here is this this wasn't enough to get him fired. But no. uh, I mean, this this is all on coaching. This is this is coaching decisions that that's that's what failed here. Uh, so let's let's uh, we're watching we're watching the goal right now. Uh, but once this replay <coughs> resets here, actually, let's do this here. All right. Tampa's carrying the puck up. Look at look at this. We if I where I have it paused right now, Mike. You've got out of three Red Wings, you have three of them behind the red line, and you've got—I believe it's Horonic—is the one who's left standing. Uh, who's you know this is you know obviously overtime, so it's three on three. So where I have it paused right now is it's it's all Tampa Bay going forward. So boom, here we go. Horonic can't do anything, and Grice, Oof. who had a terrible game, uh, just continues to look bad. So again, uh, that. That is coaching a thousand percent. I'm still gonna say there's there's nothing any coach can do this year to get fired right now. Like it just does not matter. We're not gonna fix this team. Um, so yeah, uh, bad third period in overtime. So this was a game where the Red Wings were actually dominating in all the uh, analytics first and second period. And when I say dominating, I don't mean that we oh we were competing. We dominated that first and second period. Um, and that, and that's, you know, to put the cherry on top, those, the Larkin goal, oh, just oh, so, so nice. Uh, you also, yeah. you know, shout out to Zadina, who I, I mentioned has five points in six games, uh, yeah. the screen that he had for Nemeth's goal. Also a plus all the way for Zadina. Uh, it actually made me go back and rescore his midseason grade to B uh, these last couple of games. So, uh, yeah. I was giving uh, him a C, a C plus. I, uh, I want to hear just the letter grade without any analysis. Matt, what did you give uh, Grace? Ooh, we're not there yet, but um, it's not going to be okay. good. Because, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> man, one of my favorite things is uh, as much as I actually I like watching sports, I, for some reason, really enjoy uh, trade deadlines and off-seasons because I, I love trades. I love uh, gossip. Um, and I love, uh, you know, uh, potential over reality. And so this is right around that time when everybody's putting out their, uh, you know, their trade uh, market articles. Um, you know, uh, a lot of our favorite publications had trade tiers and who you can expect the Red Wings to move. And, uh, of course, I had to try and absorb as much uh, Red Wing uh, gossip as I could. And Matt, it's pretty terrifying to think that uh, on the trade block is uh, our beloved Jonathan Bernier. Um, if only because I, it means we're going to be left with uh, the alternative, Matt. Um, uh, and Grice is, uh, I don't know. I'll use the word underwhelmed uh, to put it nicely. <laughs> it never feels like uh, he's, you know, making that save to, to keep us in a game. Um, I, I, Matt, I, I shudder to think what will happen after the trade deadline if, if Bernier's gone for a, Lord, uh, probably a third rounder. Um, 
Matt, is a third rounder going to be worth uh, watching 30 games of uh, just god awful goaltending? I I think with him playing so well, I think that's where the conversation with Steve Eiserman means you you've got to put a hard and fast like I need a second round pick for this because my team's going to absolutely suck. There there isn't a guy in the system right now that is is going to be able to come up and even be a like uh, a formidable backup. Like we, we don't even have that, let alone have Grice come up and be the full-time starter and have somebody be like, probably take 50% of the games after that. Um, I, I just, uh, it, it's scary. And, and I guess what I said is, is you just got to hope that Steve's going to have that. I will not accept anything less than this because otherwise it's not worth it for my team to go through the rest of the season and hope that Grice just gets it together. Um, because yeah, he uh, he's right now having arguably uh, as bad a season as Jimmy Howard did last year, and you're talking about uh, the expected goals he's supposed to give up and the goals he actually has given up. So that differential is actually last in the league at this point, um, and the number just goes up every game. He he has not fought back to gain anything on that number uh, in in the last uh, month, I guess, or, or maybe even in victory, I think, uh, he, he's failed to, to catch up on that number where Bernier is that, or at least he was, uh, he was at the top of the league. Uh, that was when we were anointing him and, and saying, thank God he's back. Um, he's had a bit of a stumble. He's tripped up a little bit. Uh, yeah. I think he's going to get a shot on Thursday, but, um, yeah, it's, 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 it hurts. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, uh, it's a real bummer. It's not I mean, be uh... fun. He is one of those goalies, um, uh, one of my, my favorite uh, NHL archetypes. Uh, the uh, We'll call him the, the, the scotch. Um, that it, it gets better with age uh, because he really started hitting his peak when he turned 30, Matt. <laughs> That's when he had his best yeah. season. Uh, you know, like for save percentage, um, he, you know, started playing a little bit more, you know, half or more than half of the games. Um so I don't I don't know if the solution necessarily is well, Grice, he, he needs some momentum. You know, he needs to play about five, ten games in a row. Um, and if we do that, Matt, I think we're uh, it's going to be pretty safe to say we're going to be uh, clinching uh, the uh, the most uh, ping pong balls uh, because I I don't see a lot of wins if we're giving him five to ten games in a row uh, to goaltend. It's uh, pretty disheartening. Um, I mean, we have the same defenseman uh, for for both goalies, Matt. And it's in his defense, the only other argument is the same one we made for Jimmy Howard, that Bernier could just be the MVP of the league. And that's uh, that's without mentioning uh, all the Reddit controversy. All right, and I did want to show this, too. I I was pretty proud of it earlier today. Uh, I I said uh, good rule rule of thumb is to not uh, let your peaks uh, finish below sea level. Um, But this, Mike... It is not very often that the Red Wings have like this is this is the possession peak, okay? So you're you're seeing this go all the way into the third period. The Red Wings at the I'm not sure if my mouse is popping up on the screen, but that peak on the uh, almost far right is, is in favor of the Red Wings. This this shows you how terrible of a third period they had. That the entire game they built up this little line to go all the way up to the uh, above you know, plus 12. So you're, you're probably in the plus 13 plus 14 range there. And obviously the, the longest drop, 
<laughs> acceleration, if if I may, uh, it just is is this is that visual of how bad it was. Um, so all, all that put together, Mike, this this was coaching. Um, but the the last little was it thing here, I'm gonna have. Was it though? Man, so I, look, I, I like deep say, cut. Listen, 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 listen. I love a good deep cut analytic argument. Matt, can we also just chalk it up to maybe the Lightning mailed it in for two periods? Can we? <laughs> <laughs> we thought about that. <laughs> They're like, ah, it's Red Wings. We'll turn it on in the third period. We got it. I have I have the argument of all arguments to blame it on Jeff Flashel. You ready? Oh, yes. Wait. Okay. I'm buckled in. <laughs> right when Blake Coleman scored, the, the you know celebration ensues. <laughs> Ken Daniels points out that Blake Coleman was coached and developed in juniors by the one and only Jeff Flashel. So Jeff Boom! Flashel coached the yeah! guy into being a Red Wing killer. Hey, Mike, right there. If you don't want to say that their decision to pull back in the third period and kind of just let <laughs> Tampa Bay have their way, wasn't enough to blame it on Jeff. Mike, he built Blake Coleman into a Red Wing killer, an overtime fiend. Uh, and, uh, and of course, we went down. Um, <laughs> if there's any argument that guarantees uh, or, or definitely solidifies that, uh, that fact, the fact that that was Jeff's fault, that's everything. All right, uh, Mike, we have more that, pressing uh, matters to discuss. Oh, shoot. Yeah, let's get into that. Matt. Da -da 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 well, right oh. before we get into that, we have, uh, uh, as Bigger fans, than that? we know how you're going to feel about this, but we, yeah. we do have a Chicago Blackhawks uh, ad that, uh, a podcast ad we need you guys to listen to. But we apologize. We know Chicago Blackhawks. Just hang on tight. Uh, it'll be over soon. What's up, everybody? It's Jaren from the Hockey Podcast Network's newest show, the Windy City Benners Podcast. My co-host Tanner and I bring our unique takes on Blackhawks hockey. Us on the show have been a, a pro Carlton guy. For he's the right coach for the situation. Giving it to our rivals. That's one of the things that kind of sucks. I wish we would have had the Blues in our division this year because our trash. As well as bringing in some guests from the NHL. Please welcome to the show goaltender Scott Darling, the Eagle himself, Ed Belfort, Brian Bickle, David Boland, Letter Kenny. The, the show started out with uh, basically. A, a beer league hockey team and anybody who loves the game find us on all your favorite podcast apps the hockey podcast network website and on social media at wcb podcasts all right and we're back mike all uh right. probably one of the worst things about the relationship with uh the nhl and nbc was how often the chicago blackhawks were featured uh i i think the percentages like got into like, if you looked at, like, Game of the Week, Sunday games, things like that, it was, like, 25% of games featured the Chicago Blackhawks, which is mind-blowing. Absolute mind-blowing. And, of course, that's, you know, taking into consideration all those wonderful outdoor games. Mike, it could be all over because the NHL has just signed a seven-year deal, $400 million annually with ESPN. That's right. Yeah. Uh the worldwide leader in sports is uh, going to be hooking up ABC, ESPN, ESPN Plus, and Hulu. I'll, I'll come to play for the NHL. Uh, you've got Stanley Cup Finals, the playoffs, obviously, that rolls in there. Uh, they're saying 100 uh, exclusive regular season games. Uh, this is coming from ESPN's PR. 
uh, Twitter account, and uh, all the ESPN networks, all the streaming networks, everything's available to the NHL. Um, and and they're, they just keep pointing out, whether or not it's ESPN, the NHL, or uh, any of the media folks, uh, this, the, the way that the streaming con- contract works out is huge. Like, it's huge for the NHL. It's huge for sports. Because there's no more NHL TV. There's no more going to uh, the NHL app, selecting, uh, uh-oh, hey, dudes, I've never seen human shit advertised on a podcast before. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Thanks, Pete. I, I, haven't, I haven't met him yet. Uh, I'm assuming. Uh, they have at least one uh, huge flaw. So they, you know. We'll probably put off that meeting in person, but thank you, Pete. I- and that, that, that of course is uh, previously mentioned the professor on uh, on Twitter there. Uh, yeah. All right, where was I? The the streaming service thing being involved here. You don't go to the app anymore for the NHL. Uh, you you are going to be clicking on Hulu. You're going to be going into sports that way. Now I'm sure you'll be able to click on a game in the NHL app, and it's going to take you to Hulu or it's going to take you to ESPN Plus. But Mike, this is. This is huge. This is massive news. This is what, as you and I are going to be talking about tomorrow night with our wrestling podcast, everything for WWE, WWE moving to Peacock. Like, this is the same conversation. This is where the NHL said, enough is enough. We can't do this anymore. We do hockey. We don't do streaming. We are not a streaming service. Let's talk with Disney. Disney does streaming. Disney produces content. Disney puts this stuff online. They will put all of our NHL content, which is what we will now do best, online. I th- That is something that I might just try and control your eye roll. When I was going through the NBA program, they talked about so often was businesses pulling back on trying to be something new, but they had to just focus on what they did best. You always have to ask that question. That's where, like, you and I went into – we decided we're going to talk Red Wings hockey, even though we're really good about talking pro wrestling. And you just, it's a time to, you know, it's a click and take and bomb right now before we just say, you know what? We were better at talking right No, I'm kidding. Um, but, you know, no, no, it's, I, I just, I'm making fun of myself here. But well, I would that's absolutely, the, that's the world we're in now. I would absolutely, uh, it's a fascinating move that, you know, Gary's going to get credit for um, in some capacity. But uh, when you talk about, the Blackhawks getting a lot of nationally televised games. What that does for the average fan is teach them, oh, if hockey's on, the Blackhawks are always on. That must mean they're important. So for hockey to finally, National Hockey League finally to align themselves with uh, Hulu, Disney, and ESPN, and to get them in front of, you know, more eyeballs for people who are subscribing to all those. And we know what kind of audience, uh, you know, Disney and Hulu have because all the, you know, their people they are bringing in for, you know, Star Wars, Marvel fans, Pixar fans, all that kind of stuff. It goes, oh, hockey's important again, because now it's rubbing shoulders, you know, with these uh, big companies instead of trying to do whatever the hell they thought was a good idea seven or eight years ago. Uh, when they tried to do their own thing that totally went down the toilet and everyone hated it and hockey plummeted to, you know, the fifth or sixth major sport, Um, you know, getting below golf and boxing, which I can't believe we would ever have that thought. Um, So this is a pretty big deal. I think uh, to get, you know, hockey on that same level, um, 
you know, is where, uh, you know, where a Disney's going to want to promote it, uh, where an ESPN's going to want to promote it. And now, you know, Hulu's not just going to be talking about, um, you know, when they mention their live sports, finally, hockey is going to be part of that mention. So this, this is such a, a hugely symbolic deal. And then uh, depending on what kind of um, out-of-market content they provide for us, uh, this is really for Red Wing fans, if we, by God, find some way to stretch it out where we can watch more minor league or European stuff and it's easier to come and get a hold of, uh, we could start watching uh, Eisenman's lottery tickets, uh, perhaps, at some point. So this is pretty exciting news. I'm doing the math right now. Do I can't it. believe I just did this. Oh, my God. I'm such a stupid asshole. Crunch him again. <laughs> I can't believe I just did this. <laughs> Here's what I just did, Mike. I just divided two billion by ten because I'm I'm a stupid asshole. All right, so obviously that number comes out to two hundred million. Uh, Wait, let me, let me crunch that. One. <laughs> that was the yeah. Crunch it again in your head because I I used the calculator. So let's see if your brain. <laughs> All right, so I, I'm I'm a dumb asshole, but um. That you probably gave really good tips when you NBC. go out to eat. That. Sounds good. What? <laughs> What's uh two billion divided by ten? All right, just write that down. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, that's the old contract with shitty old NBC. Shitty old nobody can find NBC, and now we're talking four hundred million yeah. annually, which is where wrestling. At. I, but we'll go. We'll you know we'll keep going. Shitty <laughs> old. Right, that's why they couldn't that's afford where, it. Anymore. WWE's like that's another. A table for two, please. Uh, oh, 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 we'll sit over there. <laughs> that, you know what? Them losing that, you you could be right. Like the WWE might have just signed up with the wrong, whoops, wrong company because now ESPN and Disney. You know how big Hulu is. Hulu's got everything. They've got relationships everywhere. But hey, any whoozles, Mike. They're they're getting a pay raise here. So what's interesting and what uh, I heard joked about online a couple of times is uh, somebody took a, a screenshot of the uh, the 2016 NBA free agency where everybody that, like the top five contracts that went out yeah, were yeah. like uh, when, uh, hundreds Golden of State millions could afford Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so they they were saying, ooh, can't, can't wait for next year's free agency uh, because you'd assume that the salary cap would go way up, right? Uh, do you do you foresee that happening with the NHL? Well, I I would hope uh, that the NHL learns a lesson from what the NBA did and not just plunk a twenty five percent increase for every team and maybe slowly increase those numbers uh, gradually over the years of this contract, um, just so you don't have uh, uh, you know indigestion. Watching the Blackhawks somehow sign every single free agent in the offseason, man. Um, so that that's what I'm hoping for. Please take a lesson from the NBA. Don't don't let one of the mega teams. Uh, Chicago is just because we hate Chicago. That's our worst case scenario. I guess league wide, it would just be more unfair to see like, you know, Tampa Bay is already going to be adding Kucherov uh next season but for them to also be you know just stockpiling all the other good free agents you know to just have like a, a 2002 <laughs> detroit red wings team you know <laughs> i 
Uh, you know, it'd be fun to watch one team, but, uh, you know, the other 30, um, I think, would want to, co- you know, be competitive. So hopefully they learn a lesson, man. Long-winded answer. Yep. Please learn a lesson. Let's, uh, we'll throw out these numbers. These came from Sean Shapiro. Uh, he threw this on his Twitter. Um, four, uh, four of next seven Stanley Cup finals are going to be on ABC or ESPN. So here's the thing. That, that was interesting to me because there's still a spot for the other games to land. Uh, right. I don't understand what happens with that, but it, it's, it's an interesting conversation considering that they got a pay raise to work with ESPN. Uh, one conference final. Uh, 25 regular season games on ABC or ESPN. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing that means That's per season. Question. And then ESP, ESPN, yes, go. Question. Uh, relating to the Stanley Cup, one of the things that, uh, like, baseball um, is so good at is they have that contract with Fox where they just take over a week and a half. And it doesn't matter what you were planning on watching on Fox, that takes a back seat, and Fox is playing baseball. Um, the NBA does that too uh, for their finals where ABC don't care what sitcom you got going on, whatever's bringing in ratings, we're playing basketball. So for them to say that hockey is going to be on ESPN, is it confirmed it's going to be on ESPN? Which means you would have to be, you know, either have like a cable plan or one of these streaming networks. It's not going to be on a, you know, uh, ABC by chance. It's it's uh, so what I said was ABC or ESPN for these Stanley okay. Cup Finals games. Okay, I didn't know if it yeah. was just ESPN. Okay, which like you make a, you actually just put a whole new thought in the old noggin there, uh, Mike. That this means that they're going to be sandwiching the NHL and the NBA Finals together. I think the way that the NHL has been scheduling the uh, the the playoffs the last few years, where it just kind of seems like a round ends and they start the next one, and I think we all know the NBA likes to take a little bit of a break, get a little breather. You know, uh, fans don't need everything at once. <laughs> give them a month before you give them the finals. <laughs> yeah, uh, that could be that could be a result uh, of this contract signing. We, the NHL and I'm sure ESPN, ABC, I'm sure Disney would love to own primetime cable for two weeks, right? Like, they're going to say, no, we, one night's going to be NBA Finals. The next night is going to be the NHL Final or uh, Stanley Cup Finals. Um, like, that it sounds that sounds pretty good if uh, if I was Disney. Um, another, another thought, Mike, we have a family trip. We're doing sort of like a family reunion. Now, there's an NBA experience, Mike which I think you you will definitely, as a huge basketball fan, if you go to Disney this winter, fall, uh, which you are, it's something you can't miss. I wonder if this whole NHL relationship is going to expand. Part of that, Mike, is because of that NBA experience. Part of it, Mike, is also because, and I, I'm so excited to share this because I want to get your thoughts on uh, how much of this just came into play where – you know, was was Disney, what came first, I guess, is, is where I want this conversation to go. But, uh, Mike, the Mighty Ducks Game Changers comes out in just a couple of weeks on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> I, I, you can't tell me. Funny how that stuff works that this, out, huh? What a quinky day. That this wasn't, yeah, what was the announcement? Yeah. yeah. Was the announcement, right, did that revolve around this? Did 
They already, I mean, Mike, these these contract negotiations take forever. Yeah. Uh, they, they could take years. And this could be something where they knew everything was coming into play. We're going to make the announcement at this time. Mike, they also just announced, they announced the Disney Plus series within the last year. I mean, this could be something where Disney is really investing uh, from a sports perspective. And, and we've heard the claim before, as you and I both host a WWE or a wrestling podcast where the WWE uh, makes claims about being uh, the, the, the Disney of pro wrestling. But I think Disney, Mike, just wants to be the Disney of everything. Like, they're just the Disney of Disney. And they're going to own all entertainment, like, mediums, I don't, channels. How, how do we want to, for like, how do you say that? Like, any way that you're consuming content, uh, you go to Disney first. If it's movies, if it's television. Mike, our favorite television shows the last couple of years are The Mandalorian and WandaVision. Um, and now it's going to be sports. And I can't imagine that there isn't a basketball show uh, besides High School Musical that isn't too far behind. No, I uh, I think uh, the reason that there aren't more hockey fans oh. is it, it's, it's not as accessible for some people. Not enough Mighty right? Ducks content. Well, I, right. I just wanted to get back to your point about the uh, basketball experience at Disney where um, you're literally getting coached by, like, uh, the greatest of all time to like come in and kind of help you with, you know, how to do your jump shot or they'll teach you tricks, how to help with your handle when you're dribbling or how to, you know, like set up a pick and roll and learn how to play. And there's trampolines to learn how to dunk. And it's just so immersive and it's, you know, a real basketball geek stream and hockey. If Disney got their clutches into it and could find a way to make it accessible where, you know, you can, you know, take a hit from uh, Darren McCarty kind of thing. You can uh, learn how to speed skate, you know, learn how to, you know, deke, learn how to shoot, learn how to do a slap shot, do a wrist shot, um, get the experience of being a goaltender. Um, if anybody can do it, you know, those magical creative minds at Disney are going to do it. Um, so that that prospect is very exciting. Um, and, you know, it's if we're having that idea, I'm pretty sure Disney has that idea. And uh, I, I would love to see that come to fruition someday um, for them to give hockey um, that same user experience that they're doing for basketball. Um, but I will say that that involved a lot of input from players. Uh, it involved a lot of input from coaches who saw the value in it. And it involved a lot of the um, uh commissioner of the of the league so it, it would be something we would you know have to actually see nhl players coaches and the commish uh give some input on to see value in it so hopefully that's some down the road exciting prospect yeah I, I mean this is something i think week by week we could probably come back to and talk for another hour uh yeah. but mike i just saw that the NXT women's tag titles were announced and I missed it. And we got to be breaking news on our other Twitter account. Uh, so this is a good a time as any to wrap things up over here. Uh, Mike, I don't suppose you had a who's that Pokemon before uh, we say a lot. It's been a, it's been a cold week uh, for Jeff Blaschel. Um, I'm still waiting for some hot, spicy quotes coming out of him. So Matt, we're going to hit that on Sunday. I'll have a good one for you. Woo! All right. Cool beans. Everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'll, uh, we're going to shore up our scheduling because, Mike, we actually got, I have to say hi to all of our new subscribers when I put up that we were going to go live and I could attach all this new stuff. We got new subscribers. So um, 
we uh yeah well just just know that you hit the notification button it'll tell you when we're going live so if we come out come in a little bit late it won't you won't be affected just wait till you get that notification we're actually live and then it's not a big deal um i just told i just told our new our new viewers like go shut up you so you like wait. hot dogs so let me show you how the sausage is made so you know when we come on to a subscribe to anyway okay i don't want to do that all right uh everybody check us out at bod hockey on twitter it's brothers underscore of underscore discussion on uh instagram i've been sharing all of our red wing highlights that uh hopefully the red wings don't pull an aew and drop all the stuff <laughs> um <laughs> Go to BODpodcast.com and brothersanddiscussion.com and check out uh, the blogs. Mike, I'm doing game previews. Uh, I've been having fun with it. At least, like, 10-minute video going down. Uh, so that's been pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, so check those out on our YouTube channel. It's the Brothers of Discussion. And just subscribe to Red Wings Rant. It's our playlist. Everything Red Wings Rant goes there. We also have, uh, like, interviews and stuff are broken up if you want to find another playlist that's just about some of our high-profile interviews. Uh, but Mike, you are wearing the Red Wings Rant sweatshirt, and I am too. You can find that at bodpodcast.com or uh, brothersofdiscussion.com right on the homepage. You just click shop. That is available to you. Uh, we have a pretty good relationship with uh, the folks that are running that thing. Uh, we are one of their uh, larger shops. So uh, if you have any problems, like Mike, Mike just said he had an issue getting his stuff, and we're not they even fixed it a in week 24 away. hours. In 24 yes. hours, issue, resolved, clothing, worn, mug, sip from, man, everything's going great. All right, so check that out, bodpodcast.com, brothersdiscussion.com. Might have a giveaway in regards to all of our sweet stuff uh, if you guys want to check out our Twitter account just to make sure you don't miss it. But thank you for tuning in, everybody, and uh, we will see you on uh, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! Yay!